You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. So in Luke 18, as we've been looking at, in verse 8, he made a statement. He said, when the Son of Man returns, he said, will he or shall he really find faith? Shall he really find faith? When the Son of Man returns, shall he really find faith? Hallelujah. So let's read it. What does it say? It says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, let's read together. Nevertheless, son of man comes. Will he really find faith on the earth? So as we anticipate the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus, we prepare what for him? We prepare faith for him. We'll prepare a life of faith, a people of faith, acts of faith. Praise the Lord. And we also looked at um, Mark 9:19. In Mark 9:19, we saw the story of the young boy that the father brought to the disciples, and they couldn't help him. And at this point, 18:19, Jesus answered to the disciples when the father said, "Your disciples couldn't handle it." Jesus said to the disciples, "O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? O faithless generation." If you put that in the message, the message will say, um, "A generation with no sense of God." Say, "What a generation, no sense of God." And Jesus is saying, this is what I am looking for. I'm looking for people who have a sense of God. And if you also come with me to Matthew 17, Matthew 17, the same account also from verse 14 to 21. In verse 20, when the disciples asked Jesus, I'm going over this because we've looked at the story before. When the disciples had asked Jesus privately, why could we not deal with this situation? In verse 20, Jesus answered, read for me, everybody. Jesus answered and said to them, what? Everybody, because of your unbelief. For shortly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, if we also look at the message uh, translation of that, message says, you have not yet started taking God seriously. You see, it says, because you're not yet taking God seriously. So, we are saying in this year that we want to build faith that our master will be glad when he sees us. Praise the Lord, somebody. We want to build a life of faith so that when Jesus sees us, he will say, you have a sense of God. You have an understanding of the things of God. And we say amen to that in Jesus' name. So following from that and with the testimony of all the scriptures, 
we see that our Lord Jesus could not help himself. Anywhere there was no faith, he made a comment. And anywhere he found faith, he made a comment. Where there was no faith, you could see me, oh, that word, oh, he didn't say faithless generation. Oh, was an exclamation. He responded beyond, um, I don't know which word, but he got him either positively excited or negatively excited. So we see that faith and the way it works, uh, praise God. We, we see that faith and its display got Jesus' response. Heaven wants us to understand faith. Heaven wants us to live by faith. Heaven wants us to walk by faith. Heaven wants us to be people of faith. Praise the Lord. So like we looked at last Sunday, it says the just shall do what? Shall live by faith. It's then important that I, you, all of us understand this faith. Praise the Lord. And that's what we want to try to do as we continue on our meditation this morning. So let's bow our heads one more time. And as Holy Spirit, give me an understanding of faith. Help me. Help me. Help me. Recently, I think on Friday, Mom Jesus that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened. Lord, open my eyes. Open my understanding. Let me comprehend faith. Let me know what faith is. Let me have faith. Indeed. Lord, help us corporately. Help the hearer. Help the teacher. Help those who will listen by electronic media. That faith will come. You say the words that you speak to us. Their spirit and their life. Let those words that will come be from you. And let them carry the anointing to bring faith into the hearts and ears of the hearers. In Jesus' name we'll pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we look at it and Hebrews 11 one says, Faith is what? Substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Now, you and I know that that word has been used, like we always say, so many ways and so many times and almost lost its value like the Naira. You know, you, you, people just use it in different ways. But we, we want to just, you know, trusting God, navigating to it so that we don't miss it. Because as you look at the scriptures... One of the things that we point out as we learn this faith and as um, we, we started already is that the record of the scriptures does not immediately tell us or does not say that all those who received or benefited from the miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ while on earth made it to heaven. Do you know that? Praise God. Let me repeat that statement because that's why we need to get it so that you see, he said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he what? Really, really find faith. It means that there can be a superficial, isn't it? It means that there can be a surface, there can be an acting. But he says, will he really find faith? And while Jesus was on the earth, remember, remember that he fed multitudes. And we know that at the time of his passion, when he was carrying the cross, the people who were shouting, crucify him, there must have also been those who ate the bread and fish. Praise the Lord. So we see that a lot of the people who even benefited from the miracles he wrought didn't get this faith thing. Are you with me this morning? I want to take it from somewhere so you get it. 
In fact, 1 Corinthians 10, we can put that, I think it's very explicit, from verse, 1 Corinthians 10 from verse 1 to 5, tells us the record of the nation of Israel. It says, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, verse 2, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food for, all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ, 5. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, God brought out a whole nation. This whole nation, they had light that was the glory of God. They had shelter that was the pillar of cloud. This whole multitude, they ate of the manna. They drank miracle water. These were things that the power of God was doing in their midst. But the Bible says in verse 5, God was not well pleased with all of them. Now, if one of the things we pick from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, one thing you must take here as faith is in one unnegotiable factor of faith is that faith must please God. No wonder Jesus is looking for it. But without faith, it's what? Impossible. It means then that only faith and the real one will do what? Will please God. Now, so we come back to the New Testament that I was saying. I, I saw that a lot of people, the account of the multitude that were fed of five loaves and two fish from John 6, 11 down to 26. Long after they had eaten, everybody, in fact, like the account, the Bible says they ate as much as they wanted. They knew this was something miraculous that was happening. But the Bible says from about 26, it said, 26, when the people were looking for him, this is what he said to them. He said, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you what, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but what? Because you ate of the loaves and were filled. What is he saying here? Now, the loaves were there not miracle loaves. So what is the difference between the sign and the loaf? The loaf was to satisfy their immediate hunger. The sign was to create faith. Are you with me? So these people were able to encounter the supply of their immediate need. But they did not hold on to that which could sustain them for eternal life. So Jesus pointed it out. You're looking for me now. Now the Bible, the Bible says the record of the scriptures are written for our what? Examples. So what am I saying today, brothers and sisters, is that I must check myself and make sure that I'm seeking him beyond the laws to satisfy my immediate hunger. I must be seeking him because I've seen a sign. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Yesterday we were praying, the apostle Paul said, he said, I've determined not to know anything. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to be known by anything. I don't want to be proud of anything. I don't want to preach anything. I don't want any other testimony except Christ and what? Him crucified. Now, you know that Paul worked a lot of miracles. Paul experienced God in diverse, but he said, I don't want any of that. All I want is him. It's the same thing Jesus was saying here. Our Lord Jesus was saying here, you have eaten loaves. And you have found that I can meet all your needs. Beautiful. But you see, he said that was to point you to something. That was to bring you to a place of faith. Praise the Lord. You see, what, what I'm making that point is this. 
in, in the life of the child of God, sometimes you may not be giving love, but you might be expected to see the sign. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise Jesus somebody. So we see our Lord Jesus here with this multitude saying to them, that whole thing I did was to point you somewhere. I wanted you to have faith so that you know that anywhere I lead, you should confidently follow me, knowing that I will meet you at the point of view. I will see you through. Faith is the life you lead. Because if you restrict faith to a device, you will accomplish nothing. You will get to the same place this people got, where they had the loaves, they had the miracles, but they will not hear well done. They will not be received into eternal life. Praise the Lord. And that is not the faith. When our Lord Jesus Christ says, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith. He wasn't talking about the faith of a people who, if they want this flower verse, they are desperate to get it, they'll give anything to get it. No, that's not it. And unfortunately, that's the misconception of faith in our time. So when you say someone has faith, you're almost saying this person can get things for himself. And you know what that does? What that does is that it, it discourages genuine faith and encourages merchandising. It encourages, you know, all kinds of things that are being done. But I pray that as the Lord opens our understanding, we get what it is. And then we can walk, you know, seamlessly with the Spirit of God and begin to be truly children of God that are pleasing in His sight in the name of Jesus Christ. So He said to this man, See, you have been made well. So being made well was what? Done. But then can we say this man would have given Jesus joy at his return? No, he couldn't. So he said to them, now you've been what? Made well. You've encountered me. Let me tell you what I really want from you. Go and do what? And sin no more. Okay, is this the one that I say, lest the worst one? Okay. He said to him, lest the worst thing come upon you. So we see this man. However, as we go further down in the same New Testament, we see some who genuinely now, and we're going to begin to see the difference now. We're going to look at the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15. This woman, in her own case, when she came to the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I'm not going to attend to you. I was not sent but what? To the Lordship of the house of Israel. Your concerns have nothing to do with me. The disciples said, please stop disturbing our master. Leave him, leave him. But as the conversation progressed, this woman used some statements that made Jesus see that this woman actually knows something beyond just a miracle. And verse 28, Jesus made a statement. He said, he answered and said to her, O woman, what? Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Now we see Jesus now. Why was he saying that? Because he had tried to push this woman away in such a way that if all she wanted was just a miracle from Jesus, she would have been discouraged. But she knew him and addressed him by his messianic name. Son of David, have mercy. She was saying, you are the Messiah. You are the one we are looking for. Beyond healing my daughter, you are my God. That's what she said. And Jesus responded and said, woman, you have touched me somewhere. Take your healing and go. So there is healing by faith, but there is also healing you can get without faith. And that is not what we want. We want the faith that will keep us victorious, keep us shining, and keep us pleasing God. Is somebody hearing me? In the name of Jesus Christ. Another one, very interesting one, is the centurion. This one, what makes his own very interesting 
is that this one begins to open our eyes into what heaven is looking for. The centurion, the account is in Matthew 8. In this case, this man said something. He said to Jesus, he said, I belong to a system. Follow me, please. I belong to a system. I'm a military commander. I'm a centurion. And in the system where I belong to, when my commander gives me instructions, I don't negotiate. It is carried out by me without excuse. Praise God. And in that system also, when I speak to those under me, what happens? They all carry it out. So the man said something. He said, you now, Jesus, what do you do? He said, you don't need to come to my house. He said, just what? Speak the word and my servant that is in the house will be healed. What is this man saying? This man is saying, my commander, Augustus Caesar, has an army. And in this army, there are soldiers that are enrolled. And they take instructions from him. But in this world, there is a creator. And in this world, this creator has sent his son into the world. And whatever he says in this whole world, anyone he speaks it to must adjust. Are you understanding? And that point, the Bible says, Jesus marveled. Jesus was saying, somebody gets it, finally. Somebody gets it. This is how it works. This is what faith is about. Faith is you sit down here, like we said, and know that the Lord God, the word omnipotent, what does he do? He reigns. He reigns. He's alpha, he's omega. He's beginning, he's the end. He comprehends all things, can do all things on this. God cannot be surprised. God cannot be informed. You can't even stop God. He may be winking at you. You know, people are insulting Boko Haram or the rest of them. You know, atheists are... What is keeping them is the long-suffering of the Lord. It is the mercy of God. It is the blood that Jesus shed. Do you know that Jesus is still interceding for Abu Bakr Shekau? He's still saying, oh, that he might be saved. The God we serve does not delight in the death of the wicked. He wants them to repent. You know why? He is love. That faith comprehends all of that. So Jesus was excited because here is a man understanding what the whole thing is all about. I'm in charge. I speak. I can touch. I can speak. I can put clay. Anyhow I decide, I am God. So this man said, I know how it works. Caesar could send me a note. Caesar could speak the word to me. Caesar could give me a signal. And I'll do whatever. And the same thing with people under me. Now, that is for the Roman army. But you are the commander. Of the host of heaven you are God over all so the situation with my servant you don't need to go there the microorganisms that are creating problems in his body you don't need to cite them if you speak the word there'll be an action a reaction in the cosmos and everything will work and right there Jesus didn't know the address of the man's house Jesus didn't know which particular servant was sick. But this man knew that in their world also there is intelligence. And with the heavenly world there is omniscience. Praise the Lord somebody. So he said if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. Now there are people who would have insisted, you must come to my house. It's a level. You must lay hands on him. It's a level. But you notice here they said Jesus marveled. You know what it means for the son of God to marvel? Praise the Lord. He was impressed. He was impressed. So we see dimensions of faith, albeit almost the same physical reaction. So what am I trying to establish this morning, please? Is that faith 
as it is really recorded in the scriptures, is beyond sight, is beyond the immediate results. So somebody came to church this morning and somehow the enemy is telling you you don't have faith. I want you to really know if you have faith. The evidence that you have faith is not that you have all the things you have asked God for. Praise the Lord. No, that's not it. Because, you see, God told us that he causes his rain and his sun to fall only on those who have faith. How many people does it? He said it falls on everybody. The evidence of faith is that God is pleased with you. Praise the Lord. You know, there are several things that come up when, when the gospel is presented in some way. And it can confuse a lot of people. You know, why, why, why do the good people... Why are the faithful people not in particular positions? Why are the careless and, you know, the reckless and all kinds? Why are they enjoying some things? And then somebody says, you need more faith. Yes, we need more faith, but not more faith in that direction. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 makes a statement. It said, for we walk by faith and not what? By sight. I, 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 mm. So it says, for we walk what? By faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. I'm sure we all know English. What does it mean to walk by sight? What does sight mean? Sight. Okay, that statement that says for we walk by faith, not by sight. Just in simple English, what does it mean? It means we don't operate based on what we see. Yes? So it means that um, evidence really doesn't move us. You know that's what it means. Now, but why are you discouraged because of evidence? For we walk by faith and not by sight. And we've said Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith what? Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Okay, praise the Lord. So we've done this here before. You say that sister is really blessed. What do you mean? She has triplets. The husband bought her G-Wagon. And she lives in a terrace house. Thank you. That is owned by her husband. Another sister doesn't have all of that. Okay? So you're seeing this sister has faith. Why? Because she's been able to claim this and claim that and claim all of that. Possibly she may have faith. We're not denying that. But you see, when you want to judge her faith, don't judge it by sight. The truth is this. Maybe we're going to do that at a more, you know, smaller study. That's why we're doing the surface. But really, what, what I, I should have done for us, but I saw it was too much. We're going to do a study of Joseph. So we understand. And, and you know, in the life of Joseph, when Hebrews 11 was referring to Joseph, you know, you know what they said about him? They didn't even mention his faith in that sense. Do you know where they mentioned his faith? His faith was mentioned by faith. Joseph told them, gave them instruction to carry his bones when they were going. Now, if there's anyone who is an example of faith to you and I today, that is Joseph. And that's why you and I must come to understand what faith is. Because what we are calling faith in our generation is not it. And that's why the right people are discouraged and the wrong people think they are getting it right. So as long as somebody is getting something coming in. The New Testament is about a spiritual kingdom. Jesus said something. He said the kingdom of God does not come by what? observation what is observation scientific discovery scientific measurement so am i getting better we talked about healing your pain doesn't have to go immediately for you to know you believe your healing and you begin to walk like the healed and then everything will fall in place it does not come by observation it says the kingdom of god is where is within you you there is a world completely inside of you outside of what people are looking at 
Is someone getting faith? You see, this thing is too deep. I don't even know how to begin to explain. He said, okay, you live in your world. You know, this was not God's world. This is not where God was living. You know that now. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, God was living somewhere before he created this. Now, faith is the lifestyle where God was living. Praise the Lord. Faith is the way things operate where God is. Now, he creates this world and I can see equity. He can laugh with me and be angry with me in his heart, isn't it? So God says, if I really want to live in this world, I should not judge because he's laughing. Because where I come from, I do not see the outward, I see the inward. But you see, we are men. So if you came to church this morning and I gave you 50,000, you say, this man really loves me. But it might be 50,000 dedicated to idols and they are giving that 50,000 to set you up. I mean, for people who believe that kind of thing, but just to capture what I'm trying to say. Give me your 50,000, please. Tell anybody who has a juju 50, let them give it to me. You know that I'm a converter. Praise the Lord. Okay, but someone can do that, give you something, seem to be nice to you, but they don't mean well for you. Praise the Lord. But you can't know because you are a man and you see by observation. You see by sight. Then the Bible begins to tell us as believers now, we should no longer do what? Work by sight. We should work by faith. And now what is that faith? It says faith is the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So the definitions, the measurements, what God calls it becomes my standard. So if God says he is my brother and he says love him as you love yourself, whether he's laughing at me or he's crying at me, that's his business. I will love you. Now, what that does is this. It keeps me at a level higher than being, he can't manipulate me again. Because otherwise, if I were walking by sight, like many of us here, I pray God will promote you. You respond to people. No, you don't respond to people. You respond to the word of God. If the word of God says, if a brother is in need, as you're you help, you minister to the need of the brother. You don't care whether the last time he slapped you after you ministered to him. Because you never know. That might be the critical one that will bring your transformation. But you might be responding to the way the person is toasting you. And not knowing that this is the kind of person that when he collects your money, as I say, yeah, yeah, man, stupid man. All I just, if I just enter there and blow his trumpet, his money will come out. And then you give him thinking you've worshipped the Lord. Lord, I'm worshipping. They're saying, no, you're walking in the flesh. Praise the Lord, somebody. So he begins to say, but we walk by faith. So this faith, we begin to say, it's not by observation. God sent a prophet to come. He told him they won't even listen to you. But be preaching. You know why? He said, I'm not sending you on a popularity contest. No. In fact, do you know God doesn't even send you to succeed? Oh, you never heard that. God sends you to be faithful. When God gives you an assignment, he wants you to be faithful to what he said to do. Oh, Saul was successful in his fight against the Amalekites. He destroyed everything, even brought spoils. But he was not faithful. And the people were hailing him. He brought the fatted cows. He brought the king in, in bound and in chains. And, and heaven said, oh no. When, when the prophet came to meet him, he was walking by sight. He said, ha, 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 ha. He said, prophet, can't you see that I've done all that the Lord. He was saying, I've succeeded. And heaven was saying, no, I called you to be faithful. 
I called you to do what I want. You see, and why that is important is this, because so, some of these things you need to explain it. You are looking at today, and you are looking at probably, maybe you have a long-range plan of 20 years. Do you know the plan God has for you? God was speaking to Abraham and said to him, your descendants will be slaves in a foreign land for how many years? 400 years. After that, I will bring them out with great possessions. Now, what kind of plan could Abraham be making for himself and his generation that he will factor 200 years? Do you know that what God is working with you and working with you could be talking about 500 years? Now, how can you successfully plan that? It's obedience. It's yieldedness. You can only succeed in that by faith. Praise the Lord. You can't by sight. I was discussing with a sister yesterday evening. She was telling me all the testimonies, you know, the things. And th- these people had gone through, if you know them, they had gone through, you know, the type of trouble that someone is going through. And you almost, if you could see God, you would just hook God by the neck and say, God bless these people. You see, but then, I remember at the time, God said, I'm training my servant that I will use. Shut up. And everything is turning around just before our face now. If we're left to us men, we would have stopped the training. But God who loves you more than you can love yourself knows where he's taking you to. And because we have not fully embraced to say, I want to live. Somebody say, I want to live by faith. You see, it's not easy, but you see, it's the way. It's the way. It's the only way. It's the one that will please God. Praise the Lord. It's the one that will record. You come to Hebrews 11. It begins to give us the account of the heroes of faith. And verse 2 says, By it, the elders one obtained a good report, a good testimony. Are you beginning to see what faith is? We've said it here many times when people share, you know, and you look at people or you think yourself not having faith. What you immediately say is, I didn't get something. I didn't get the promotion. I didn't get the child. I didn't get the healing. But they didn't say by it, the elders obtained a promotion. By it, the elders obtained their healing. By it, the elders obtained... No, it, it doesn't demean all of that. Because if you stop it there, you have undervalued faith. It does that and more. Praise the Lord. It, it's, it's to do much more. You see, faith is to bring you from where you live as a man, where you begin to become a friend of God. You see, for you and I to be friends, I, I can't remember who was saying it, who, who was preaching sometime. I think, it, it, I don't know whether I was TDJ. I can't remember who I had met. He said, if there is a friendship between a bird and a fish, where would they live? Where would they be meeting? Where would be their garden? Eh? Who will visit who? Will the fish visit the bird on top of the tree? <laughs> or will the bird visit the fish inside the water? So the friendship can work. But you know what? God has called you friends. Faith makes you come up to God's level. That's why the Bible says the spirit of faith calls those things that be not as the why because that's the way faith is what makes you to be able. You see, God can plan with you, but if you remain at the level of sight, He finds it difficult being your friend because everything He tells you, you ask Him, Where is the bread? I'm hungry. How many of us are not fasting? It's still faith. You see, fasting is not a function of no food, it's the function of saying, Food. <laughs> They don't eat you in heaven. You know they don't eat this food in heaven. Fasting is saying, I live by another source. How many of us notice that sometimes when you fast, you have more energy? You have more life. 
There are moments of weakness, but generally you just have mind. It's as though something is pushing you. There are different sources. Praise the Lord. There are different sources. Somebody can be sustained by cassava. The same way somebody can be sustained by the anointing. The Bible says, do not beat those who are not fasting. Don't feel condemned. I still love you. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine. You know why? I guarantee you. If you want to come in here and move beyond your way. If you drink sufficient bottles of Kai Kai or Gogoro, if you come into church, you'll be, you'll be floating. You'll be seeing things. You'll see Pastor Lloyd say, how are all of you? <laughs> you know why? Something is moving you, isn't it? This one we're saying shout hallelujah. I just in the middle with they say hallelujah. You just you just be hearing someone popping hallelujah anyhow. You see, what, what has happened is that something is moving him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So different things accomplished. So the Bible said, don't do that one. No. There is one we want you to do. Let the spirit world. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, don't be drunk with wine. Because you'll manifest. Someone who is drunk with wine will manifest. You manifest. You say things, you do things. But he said, don't do that one. Rather be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you also manifest. So the choice is yours. Who are you going to manifest? Praise the Lord. So, so, so we, we walk, Paul says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Child of God, for you and I to live this life of faith, we must get to where data doesn't matter for us again. How many? How fast? How quick? Praise the Lord. No, it doesn't count. The thing they told us, I said we're going to look at Joseph. The thing they told us about Joseph, every step of the way, you know what they said? But the Lord was with him. That's the only thing the child of God counts. That's the only thing. Ah, he was walking on and 5,000 people were following him. Wonderful. But the person of faith doesn't count how many people that are following him. He counts is the Lord with him. When we as Christians begin to count who is following us or who is agreeing with us or who, there's something that happened recently and um, I, I may not be able to give all the information but some, somebody really didn't behave well, you know, didn't behave well, you know, just was uh, allowed the enemy to deceive him. And then another person who was unexposed on, on, on to the facts of the matter actually stepped in and did everything this misbehaving person should have done. Everything to the letter. As if they said, this one, we remove you. We put this one to fill in all the blank spaces. The same things and details, what maybe this person should have done. And what that says to you and I is this. As people of faith, don't count who you see. Count the invisible God. The Bible says of Moses, it said he did not, it wasn't a problem for him forsaking the treasures of Egypt. Why? Because he could see what? Him who is invisible. Life of faith continues to see the invisible God. In every situation, you see him. You know why? He is there. God is there. God is there. When the Hebrew boy said to Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you. At that point, we didn't know. Maybe by faith they knew that Jesus was waiting for them in the fire. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. The level of faith I want us to see beyond is the level of faith that says, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. I mean, if you want to trust in the fire, the God whom we serve is able to deliver us. But if he doesn't deliver us, you know, just know that we won't bow. And then they're waiting. They're binding them. And they're looking at the fire. They say, 
the fire doesn't go off. They look at themselves. The fire doesn't go off. They say, excuse me, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> excuse me. We were only joking. You see, that thing we, that thing we said. We just, we, just, we just made a bet. We will bow. Don't worry. You, you see, why? Because for you to get this faith thing, you must live as a blind man to physical evidence. You must. How little did we know that the Son of God was where? In the fire waiting for them. That's what faith is. Faith sees and believes the impossible from whatever angle. There's a statement in the Bible, very interesting statement. After the resurrection of Jesus, the apostles got together and they selected um, two men and said to God, God, please choose amongst these two. Either of them who should be a replacement for Judas. You know the story. And they cast lots for God to choose two. The person God, if they knew to cast lots, they would have cast sand. Because the person God had chosen to fill in that position was Saul of Tarsus. He was still killing Christians at that time. We could never... What are you giving God options? You think it's either left or right. God might have above. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is the life, the life of faith. It's such a life of liberty. That's why I was glad we're praying for liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, there is liberty. So you might think somebody is everything to you. If this person is not here, nothing will happen. You don't know God. Because if you knew God, you will know like Isaiah learned that when the king died, he saw the real king of kings. You don't know what God will do. Just put your trust in him. In fact, oh Lord, help us. He said, without this faith, it's impossible to please him. And then he said, he that comes to God must what? Believe that he is. That's faith. God is. God is. God is. You believe that he is. No matter what is going on, you believe that he is. You know, one of the ways the enemy discourages us is that he tells us God has abandoned us. God can't abandon us. Remember, he's omnipresent. For in him we live and move and have our being. How can he abandon us? He can't even willingly ignore us. He's mindful of us. Praise the Lord. We are inscribed upon the palms of his hands. The life of faith says God is at work in me. God is working around me. Like we looked at Romans 8 last day. It says he foreknew me. He chose me. He predestined me. He justified me. And he wants to glorify me. God is at work. Now the thing is that the path for you cannot be the path for me the assignment for you will not be the assignment for me praise the lord because god knows how he's working the apostle paul writing to us telling us about the church compared us with the body look at your body do you know the biggest muscle in your body i think is the glute right is either the glute or one of the okay the strongest bone is this one now this bone is the strongest but you do you know that there are parts of your body that are so delicate not as strong you can do without an arm but those delicate ones, if they go for one second, you're no longer there. Your most visible part of the body, someone is worried about visibility. You know, God has given you something and you're doing it and nobody's noticing you. You know, all of that, I don't understand. Okay, maybe as a preacher now, I'm preaching. Do you know, I've been a pastor now, we're getting, talking of how many, 20-something years now. Yes, since 1997. Praise the Lord. And the, the church I was pastoring in, in 2000 was bigger than this, so was bigger. I can come and sometimes meet, meetings are holding and you count a handful of people and you're feeling, God, what are you doing? Ah, with this anointing, 
you need to give me the masses, the masses. Now, listen to me. Let me tell you what it is. It's like you going to the hospital and seeing a surgeon with Gorimaba like Pastor Livingstone. And the gate man has Afro. And they say, who operates on you? He said, I don't want anybody without hair. I want the person with hair. How can this man without hair? You see, hair on your head or no hair on your head has nothing to do with your content. The same way, whether you're ministering to five or you're ministering to five million has no measure to the value you are to the kingdom of God. All those things are into two. They have no value. They are for weaving, for, for, for relaxing, for coiling. They mean it is faithfulness. The Bible talking about John the Baptist said this man is the greatest in his time of all that were born. Elijah called fire. Did he call fire? Elisha uh, raised the dead. Did he raise the dead? But he was greater than them in the agenda of God. Tell your neighbor, stop walking by sight and enjoy this life. You see, when you get the faith life, you will enjoy it. You pack your car. And your car is, I drove a car once. I don't know if I've told you people. I drove a car once. Mom, she will remember. The car decides when to stop. You know, some people have problems with the car starting. Nissan Patrol. You can stop the car. Come back after two hours. The car is still doing tutu, tutu, tutu. <laughs> the car was the first smart car ever made he would decide when to <laughs> but the good thing was that he always started but when to go off you put it on and say no I, want, I still want to go on a journey I still want to go so you leave it and go when you come back is there <laughs> you know many years ago okay so you, 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 you can pack your car and another person packs a car that is one million times better now I, I've been to offices where the most important person in the office is probably driving a small car. And then a visitor who needs help in the same office brings a very massive car. You come to the same office, you need help. You say you want to see the person with the big car. Do you understand life? Are you beginning to see life? Life is not measured by sight. Life, we have people of faith. It's not measured by sight. So when you see Christians either boasting in things of sight or being discouraged in things of sight, you see they don't have faith. You will never hear me tell you anything that is number. Have you heard me say, I don't do that because it doesn't matter. Numbers can be multiplied. I read about one election in one, um, I can't remember, I think it was a Caribbean country. They said the most rigged election. The registered population was about 13 million. The voting population, 40 million. What are you talking is it not ten fingers? <laughs> so th- these are numbers. The person of faith doesn't live by the, the person of faith does not. You see, the Bible says the things which we see are what? Temporal. The things which we see. Everything you see. L- l- let me tell you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just saw my beautiful wife now and I had to tell you that. If you're not yet married, let me beg you. Marry by faith. A lot of marriages are struggling now because somebody married another person because his uncle was something. Somebody married somebody because his father was something. Somebody married another person because this was something. All of that, they are temporary. A time will come. The uncle will be nobody. It will now be your own uncle that is somebody. Will you still look at that woman and love her? You married her in-laws. I'm telling you, if you see any marriage, and if it's your case, don't worry. You can repent and get it right now. 
A lot of people, they marry because this person is the biggest guy in the office. You don't love him, but you know that all the other sisters will agree to marry. So instead of you saying no, you know God is saying to you, this is not my will for you. But you know that uh, sister, sister Jane, sister Ngozi, and all of them want to marry. So you marry as champion. You have won the beauty queen, Abby. After that day, you become the sorrow queen. This life of faith is beyond. Listen, the Spirit of God said to me, this faith thing, if you get it, is your life. So, I receive by faith. That's the one we know. Somebody says, I have faith, I receive. But the same thing, do you know that you give also by faith? In fact, a measure of your faith is more by what you give than what you receive. Because the kingdom of heaven is more blessed to do what? To give than to receive. So, that, that, that you are able to make people give to you, it's not faith. I mean, in a sense, yes, you know, the primary one level. But you really want to talk about faith. Go and read Hebrews you know, 11. And if we have time, we're going to look at that. You begin to see how they told about their life. It said Moses, forsaken. That's faith. Forsaken. The treasures. And treasures of Egypt is not uh, Nigerian money. Egypt was world power. Do you understand? It's like talking China and American money today combined. It's not uh, Nigerian money. The whole money we have here, you know, one businessman can cover it. Our whole budget is somebody's listening. Amazon or one of them can just, you know, tell us, please, let me buy you. Praise the Lord. So, you and I must get it. Faith is life. It's, it's the life of the person of God. That's why we are called people of the faith. It's beyond, I, what I want you to do this morning is to get it out of transactional. Faith is beyond transactional. Because you are seated here and you have laid hands, you have prayed, you have decreed. And this, it didn't respond immediately. You see, I took time to look at the words of our Lord Jesus. And I looked at it and I looked at it. I said, thank you. He said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he really find faith? He didn't say, shall I, shall, shall I find people who have prospered? Because what the interpretation of most times we say, with God all things are possible, means with God I'll have my way. You know, that's what most people, when people say you should have faith, they say, get your way. Have your will be done. But he taught us to pray, our Father which art in heaven, what? Hallowed be thy name. Thy what? And whose will be done? So how do you match that? He himself praying says, what? Not my will, but, but yours be done. So you must be saying something. And this morning I've come to say to you, in this year 2019, let's get it right. Because that's where, that's where you begin to enter into the glorious liberty of the children of God. There's liberty in Christianity when you get the things right. If you get the coordinates right, I'm telling you, when he says rejoice and again I say rejoice, what else can make such a man sad? Somebody comes and be jesting with you. I was speaking to a relation the other day and I was inviting the relation to church. He said, ah, your church is in Abuja. I said, yes, no. He said, how many years I told you? He said, ah, I don't hear about you. You know, that's enough to discourage somebody. I say, you have heard now. <laughs> he said, you don't make noise. I said empty vessels. I didn't say that one, but I should have said empty vessels make the most noise. Listen to me. How many of us feel the sun rays? How much noise does it make? Do you know that the most powerful things in life don't make noise? Your life doesn't have to make noise. You, that office, that entire family, you might be the one God is using to uphold it. But you see, when you look at yourself, you're wondering, there are no paraphernalias of a big man. You see, you, you don't have uh, this, you don't have that, you have not attained that. Don't demean your standing. It's possible the angel of judgment is over that family, but that knife can't come down because when you say praise the Lord, they cover you and your household. Praise the Lord. 
The person of faith is too endowed. And you must know. You must comprehend it. You must value it. So as we try to round up this morning, I just want to help you. Praise the Lord. As we push for this journey in faith, ask the Lord, take me beyond living by sight. We said the just, born again is wonderful. Being a Christian is wonderful. But Lord, take me now to really process things as a person of faith. A person of faith, let me tell you, a person of faith takes news by faith and also gives news by faith. There are some things I never say with my mouth. I mean, I will find a way around it. And then there are some things that they say to me. I will hear it, but I won't receive it. Praise the Lord. What do I mean? What do I mean? Let me try and break it down. You see, they said to Jesus, the one whom you love is sick. And he knew by divine omniscience that he also had died. So he said to the disciples, he said, let's go and wake him up, isn't it? What was he saying? He was saying, I can't call him dead. So when the disciples now couldn't understand, they said, if he's sleeping, why are we traveling now to wake somebody? Hunger will wake him up. Many things, mosquitoes will wake him up. Where are we going? If he's sleeping, he'll wake. It was then that he had to come down to their level. You know why? Because in faith, in the life of faith, believers don't die. I said, believers don't what? They don't die. How can you die? Your spirit is with the Lord. Your body is in the parking house. When the time comes, they're going to raise up this body. Praise the Lord. And clothe mortality with immortality. So how can you call such a person dead? He's not dead. He has gone. He has transited. He has gone ahead. So Jesus said, let's go and disturb Lazarus' sleep. Are you getting faith? It's not a, he has seen the end. Praise the Lord. He has seen the end. The end, God wins. The end, everything. The Bible says that at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It, it doesn't matter what, uh, uh, what was that girl's name again? Lady what? Gaga. It doesn't matter what she's, it doesn't matter. At a time she will bow. All of them will bow. The business you should occupy yourself with is begin to worship him in advance because then everyone will wish they did. Are you understanding? The trials, the pain, the difficulties, the pleasures. Okay, another one so I don't forget. So, faith receives news by faith. Faith transmits news also by faith. So, you want to say something to somebody. I mean, if you're a person of faith, there can be finality with it now. Do you understand? You see, a lot of people have, have spoken to fellow human beings and spoken as though they were gods. The other day, I saw a man at the airport. And this man, when I went for my job interview in Diamond Bank many years ago, this man was the boss. And he sat down and was telling me some things I didn't like, you know. And I said to me, you're an accountant. Go and work in an accounting firm. Everybody knows banks pay better. He was an accountant also. He was working in a bank. He was telling me another accountant to go and work in. And anyway, I wasn't happy with him. I've forgiven him all. Many years ago, he became an MD of a bank. And then I saw him at the airport. He was amongst those that uh, EFCC or one of those, these things speak. I greeted him well. I went to him and greeted him. Be- because, it's, no, even before that, I got the job in the same bank. So I greeted him well again. I'm that one that you sent to work in and I'm working in the bank. I greet. He did as if he didn't remember me. I reminded him. You see, as a man, you can't tell another man things with finality. You are not his God. Somebody may be your driver. 
Somebody may be your security man. Somebody may be begging you for 1,000 naira. If you won't give him, please don't give him with dignity. Don't humiliate a fellow human being. People of faith don't do that. It's only God that is assured of his throne forever. Where you're sitting, you're not assured of it. Even for the next one minute. Do you understand? You, you don't treat, you see, when, when you see people of faith behave, sometimes they look weak. They're not weak. They're people of faith. It's not that you come back, you're the boss. You got, yeah, 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 everybody will be shaking. Praise God. A few weeks after, you can come back to the same office and the receptionist say, please, our guy said you should wait. The same boss. It happens. So people of faith know that you don't treat anybody like that. You don't look down on a fellow human being. You're not God. And the same way, you don't worship a fellow human being. That one is my... I, no matter who you are, who, who born you, no be God, create you. We come from the same manufacturing plant. Praise Imagine if care were made by Rolls Royce. Will it be insulted anyhow? The difference is that they make care in uh, Korea. And where they make Rolls Royce, they make only about six in a year. But care, they maybe make about 6,000 in one day. So if one is insulting, the other I can understand. But if God made you, and God made me. And the same oxygen that you're using, I'm using. Why should I see you and be shaking? Hey, big man. I know your maker. I know your father. I know your God. I know the one who woke you up this morning. Why should I worship you? I worship only God. I honor all men. I will give you the same honor I'll give the person under me. That's what people of faith do. But people who don't have faith, they worship those on top and humiliate those under. It shows they don't have faith. Because you see... Every deed, everything you do, as a person of faith, there is a scale that heaven weighs it on. And you're concerned about that scale. You're concerned about it. Because God, the Almighty, He will bring justice to His world. So that Hebrews 11:6, as we close quickly, that Hebrews 11:6 says, But without faith, is what? Impossible to please God. But it says, He that comes to God must what? Believe that He is what? That he is and that he's a rewarder. Faith, let me tell you the best part of faith. Because as I'm saying this thing now, someone is thinking, okay, I'm going to have faith. I will just suffer, I will just suffer. Let me tell you something. For your faith to work well, you must know that God is a rewarder. You must know beyond doubt that God what? Is a rewarder. You, nobody can lose in faith. This year, I want you to establish. You see, many times people think that some things are off record. There's nothing that is off record. Everything is factored in. Do you know what our Lord Jesus said? He said, every idle word, they're going to, you're going to give an account of it. If you're going to give an account, idle word means the ones that you said when you were joking. Praise the Lord. If you're going to be made to give an account of every idle word, don't you think they'll reward you for every positive word? What is account? Account means... Giving is due, putting it in proper place, bringing recompense. So every word, you, you, you minister to a soul, he's saved. Do you think God will forget you? Even ordinary MMM, if you bring somebody in, don't you make more money? I think they're MMM. Do you understand? Is that in the world, any place you add value, you, 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 you're a Christian, you know, you're serving God, you're faithful, and you think because men bypass you, God will bypass you. It's not possible now. He's a rewarder. Faith knows that God will reward. Faith is certain that God will reward. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to go to the Lord and see him. 
The songwriter says, I see you high and lifted. You see, the person of faith lives in a world where it's as though he's just here and God living. And nothing else exists. Let the Lord be magnified in my eyes, in my decision, in my trouble, even in my enjoyment. You see, faith enjoys by faith. Something is happening, and that was what David taught us. David said, ah, this is my house. I live in a paneled house. I live in an air-conditioned house. I drive this type of car. And he said, but what about the ark of the Lord? What about the, 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 the tabernacle of the Lord? And he said, no. You see, faith remembers that also. So in suffering, faith thinks about God. In enjoyment and pleasure, faith also says, this blessing that I've received, I'm going to take 50% of it. 20% of it and give to God the person who is not of faith will never remember God when he's blessed but the person of faith knows the person of faith as God as the, the God blesses him as things turn out good for him he will also say my God the glory the lifter of my head so let's see they, as we round up I want you to see two things I want you to see two things Faith is about the people pleasing God and about the people being assured that God is a rewarder. That's what we're going into this year with. To please God, knowing that He will. He will. He will. He will. He will. Every thought, He rewards even thoughts. He rewards thoughts. He rewards words. He rewards actions. He rewards all of that. He takes note of them. He rewards attitudes. He rewards. He responds to them. And let me tell you, he responds to repentance. The word of the Lord came to Ahab and said, this is how I will deal with you. And this wicked king Ahab started crying. Started crying to the Lord. Ask the Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. This thing that I did, I'm really sorry. And because God is a faithful God when Ahab repented God also forgave him what kind of God is this is the God we serve he's the God we serve please him and be assured of his reward in every relationship you find yourself in he says I will not leave you not forsake. we are not serving an aged God he's a God that is current he's a God that is He's not young, he's not old. He is. He sees, he knows, he comprehends. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.